Hey, 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 welcome back to the Women's Healthy Living Club podcast. I'm your host, Darian, and I'm happy to have you listening again. This podcast, I'm going to warn you, is a bit of a rant. <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a rant. Like I said, it is the LUT rut, and every time I get into the LUT rut, I have these serious laments, like, why does this society have to be so productivity focused? Why does the society have to be so money focused? It's just during this time, I feel like the weight of all of that is so much heavier and just like wants to break me. <laughs> and it makes me really frustrated and full of anger. And, you know, I always say anger only hurts the angry, you know it only does. So it's not, it doesn't do anything for yourself or for anyone else to be angry, but hot damn. I'm just like, can a girl catch a break? Nope. No breaks. No rest for the wicked. Honestly, I wouldn't mind a break from just American society in general. (laughs) Not that, you know, I, I say that, but with thought and intention, because I understand that we are very, very privileged in America as far as comfort goes, but I feel like our culture spends a lot of time poisoning itself with comfort. Like we work and work and work and work just so we can have a better looking house, a better looking uh, fucking wardrobe or something, um, a better looking car. We work and work and work and work so we can go to Starbucks every day. We work and work and work and work so our couch is from the loft. I don't even know what I don't even know if that's where you get couches. (laughs) I've never bought a couch from an actual couch store. (laughs) Goodwill all day. But I just, I don't align with that kind of energy. And, you know, when we moved to Colorado, we had saved up a bunch of money. I just gotten myself out of student debt. So I was just now like living in the positives And I realized how little I actually need to to live on. And I just, there's no, I don't know. I just feel like so much more adventure and quirky meetings and acquaintances and uh, things like that unfold when I'm not tied down to a time clock. And something that else is really hard for me is knowing that I'm a cog in a system. Like... And just a cog, not a human, not a person with goals and aspirations and desires, not a person who wants to better themselves, just a cog with a number over my head. An expense. I'm an expense to the companies that I work for, technically speaking, because they have to pay me, so that's an expense. And I understand business and business models, and, you know, I understand that if if a business goes too far in the care of its employees and too far in the care of, well, I shouldn't say the care of patients because we do take care of our patients, but you know, if, for example, if everyone got to work PRN hours and get PRN pay and have holiday benefits, uh, holidays off benefits, all that stuff, then the company would lose money and it wouldn't be able to stay afloat. So I understand that the company needs to pocket some money too. But sometimes I wonder just how much, (laughs) how much at the expense of other people. And 
I love business. I love learning about business. I love listening to business podcasts. I've been studying business for a little while just on my own, reading like books by, um, I think his name is Robert, but I could be wrong. It could be Kim. Anyway, it's this Asian man who um, is an investor. I think it's Kiyosaki, but I could be wrong. I th- I, it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was the first book I read on finance and... Um, I'm sorry, not the first book on finance, but the first book on business, investment, um, things like that. First book I read on finance was about, was from, um, Ramit Sethi. He had a really good book called I'll Teach You to Be Rich. And at the time, oh my God, it was life changing for me. It's the reason I was able to climb out of debt so easily. Um, well, I'm sorry. It was not easily. It was quickly, but not easy. And, uh, I really enjoyed his book, but I've been studying finance and business for a little while, probably since I accrued student loans because of how deep money issues run in my family. And I, once I kind of saw like, oh, debt is a thing that you don't have to have. You don't always have to have like extra bills and bills and bills because you overspent money on whatever. And you, and like, in some cases, debt is a choice. When I learned that, I was like, oh, fuck that. I don't want to be in any debt ever again, ever, never, ever. Because it made me feel like I was a trapped hamster. Like, I had to be there. I had to do the thing. I couldn't call off work because if I did, then I wouldn't be able to pay this bill. And then it just cascades into more expenses or late fees or whatever. So right away, I was like, I'm not going to be doing that. I've got to learn because I I was afraid of money. I was afraid of spending it. I was afraid of the cost of things like, oh no, I don't know if I can afford that. That's too expensive. And this type of thinking around money created another type of thinking in life, a scarcity mindset where there's not enough, where it's always too expensive or always too costly, where I'm never enough. And I just thought like, I can't let that be my truth. I can't. So what am I going to do to make that not my truth? And so I decided to study business. And I, I watched it like the, the beautiful thing about today and living in America in 2018, about to be 2019, is that you can learn whatever the fuck you want. No matter, you can learn whatever you want. And I know there's a big emphasis on like getting a formal degree and certificates and validation and paperwork and, you know, here's the piece of paper that says I did this and look at me fuck that. You can learn whatever you want. And if you do learn it and you learn it well, and you take the time with the material and you find good resources, you'll be able to implement what you learn without anybody telling you how, without anybody saying, good job. You, you learned business. Here's a certificate. You can just start a freaking business. Like it's that simple. But anyway, so that is something that's a benefit of living in America, but more and more you see a lot of different countries and places that have the same type of access to their iPhones and internet, and they can also access educational pieces on the internet. And so, you know, I'm not bashing America. I'm an American. I grew up in America, but I remember being rather young and I went on a missions trip to the Dominican Republic. I don't remember how old I was. I think I was 15, actually, 14 or 15. And I just couldn't believe that there was just a different lifestyle that, I mean, honestly, the, the economy was rather poor. 
and the, the place we stayed wasn't like really glamorous or anything but the people there were so warm and so kind and so joyful and I that was the first encounter I came to understand that joy doesn't come from money and that in fact it's kind of ironic that we were over there trying to help them but really they ended up helping us more by realizing helping us realize our privilege and our little petty problems that we created because we're bored and I thought like what the heck then we're, then we're doing it backwards over in America like time is so precious and to be spending time creating problems out of boredom or because you're too comfortable or whatever is suffering and it's it's as easy as just living simply and so I miss I mean I haven't really taken a huge plunge into vagabond lifestyle I did by moving to Colorado and the way that we did it um, that was pretty vagabondish but I don't know it's so interesting how perspectives can change over time because on before we moved to Colorado I was like vagabond all the way you know screw the system hell yeah we're gonna live free man and just adventure lifestyle and yeah nomads man let's nomad forever and then I got into the nomad lifestyle and I did not financially plan well for it I didn't spend enough time working I had just gotten out of debt and probably could have used more time building my funds but so right after we did our little nomad stint and it it was so much fun like as much as I let it stress me out because I was perseverating and thinking on the future and what what was going to happen if we were going to make it are we going to stay here where are we going to land what town are we going to live in la 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 I let anxiety kind of drive for some chunks of that stint and I, I, I feel slightly regretful about it but um otherwise it was such a good time and it was so cool to wake up and not know what was going to happen it was so cool to be like what do you want to do today where do you want where should we park where can we find food how can we stay how what can we do that's um you know filling but not expensive or free in fact and it makes your creative problem solving brain much more active and because it's because you've created that, you, you spend less time creating problems and more time solving problems because nomad life is full of problems. And when I was, I remember having this conversation with Tom when we got here in Colorado um, about how, you know, nomadic lifestyle versus traditional security-based American lifestyle. Honestly, life is full of problems and in any in any type of lifestyle you're just trading one type of problems for another type of problem so the real question is what kind of problems do you feel like dealing with because you're either way you're going to be dealing with some problems <laughs> that's the point and I when we first got here I thought to myself like all I wanted was security all I wanted was um, foundation and stability and um to build up our finances a little bit better because we spent a lot of them on the road because of other problems that came up like mechanical problems with the van um times where we had to pay for camping just like random stuff that we didn't really think about mostly though mechanical problems with the van which was a surprise because we spent so much time going over it mechanically and doing mechanical work on it and then when we left it freaking well, anyway, you can go over that podcast. It's up, I think, Colorado Adventure Part 1 and 2. But, yeah. So, 
when we first moved here a year ago today, I was sitting there in the, in my room, in my, <laughs> I call it a room because our apartment is literally the size of a bedroom <laughs> in anybody else's house. And I was thinking like, cause we were working home health jobs and our jobs were, um, independent contractors. So we weren't paying taxes. So we were going to lose a bunch of money from working them. And we were, were barely getting three to four hours a day. Like it was just a tough position. And I thought, how long are we going to be able to sustain this? Like, we're going to have to move back to Bloomington. We're going to have to go back home to Illinois right away. We just got here. This is so sad. And all I wanted was stability and security to, to stay here. But now, <laughs> a year later, the coin has flipped again. And, you know, I don't mind that. In fact, I see it as something that can be a statement to health because our, our lives are flexible. And if we don't allow ourselves to be flex, just as flexible, then we can have these times where we set ourselves back, where we limit ourselves, where we um, comfort ourselves, where we don't, you know, take a, take a risk. Sometimes taking risks is really healthy for you and helps you overcome a lot of things that you thought about yourself. And so I feel that again. I feel it here. And I, it was funny because I was telling Tom for the first time ever when we got to Manitou Springs for the first time in my life, I, I didn't feel like I've got to get out of here. Like I grew up all my life in Illinois and the whole time I thought I've got to get out of here. <laughs> I've got to get out of here. And I had this like panic state behind everything I did there. Like I've got to get out of here. I've got to see what's out there. Otherwise I will, I just, I have to, something is telling me get out of there. And so when we moved to Manitou, I, it was for the first time I had a feeling of peace. Like I was in the right spot. Like I, I felt aligned. I felt, I didn't feel this need to leave, even though we were in this very unstable kind of, are we going to make it? Are we getting, are we not type of position? I still felt like, no, I think we're going to make it. I'm in the right spot. This is the first time I don't want to leave some, like, I don't feel like I need to leave or want to be somewhere else. And that was a huge, peaceful experience and very rewarding experience because I'd never really felt that before. I mean, as a kid, I wasn't really conscious enough to understand that, but eventually... But you know what? I did, though, because I had friends. I would always get, a, like, a really close best friend, and I would spend all my time at their house for real. Like, I just, like, left my family. Like, bye. See you in two weeks. <laughs> And I would do that all the time. So I always wanted to leave where I was. But when I moved here, I finally felt like I was where I was. And I was supposed to be there. But now I'm kind of getting a few tastes of the other feeling. The feeling of like, I think we need to go again. I think we need to move again. And I personally, I grew up moving around. Like, I think I mentioned this in the Colorado um, Adventure podcast, but... I've always, like, my mom, she was, she was a renter, so she always rented places, and we would always have a, a different house, so I was so used to, like, packing up and unpacking and packing up and unpacking, and I, most people would, like, lament about that, I'm like, oh, I had to move so much. I loved it. There's nothing more exciting than going to a new room and a new place and a new neighborhood with new houses and new people and just, like, settling in, seeing how you fit, fit, like, creating a place for yourself. <clears throat> 
and then destroying that place and going going somewhere else and creating a place and I just really like that it's similar to um like my thing with purses <laughs> I used to have a really bad thing with purses and I had a lot of purses and I would just I loved unpacking them and repacking them and then changing purses and using a new purse and unpacking it and repacking it something about that is like super satisfying for me and I don't instead of like looking at it like wow that's weird and maybe you should look into that as a problem and some type of like mental health issue instead I'm like you know what I'm not going to question it if I like it. And if it's not hurting anybody, why, why question something like that? Instead, I let that stuff kind of lead me. And I feel like I was made for a nomadic lifestyle. And not even like nomadic where like we're on the road all the time and what have you. Like I'm going to say semi-nomadic because there are a lot of privileges you lose as a nomad. Like a working shower and your own kitchen and things like that if you are on the cheap, cheap, living frugal. I prefer, like, I think slow travel. Like, I spend a year one place, and then I spend a year another place, a couple years here, a couple years there, to really get to know a place and its people and all that stuff. But, yeah, so I'm feeling the call to adventure again. Um, I don't know where or what or how that will all work. But like I say, I try to find adventure every day. And even if I'm going to the same job and working with the same patients every day and the same coworkers and the same building and the same car, the same this, there's always something new, but I just have to be looking for it. And sometimes I get tired of looking for it and I'm burnt out and all that stuff. And I just like forget that even though it seems routine, it's not, it's new. It's a totally new experience. And the people I'm seeing are totally new people. And the people that I work along are totally different people too because they are changing, ever-changing, just like I am, just like the day is, just like the weather, ever-changing. So it's just a little reminder to myself, I guess, to be in the moment and realize that it, every, every moment is different, even if I refuse to see it because I feel burnt out or whatever. <sighs> I think that's all I want to talk about today. Um, I did want to mention too, like, our... I've, when I had to pay off my student loans, I made it my job to adopt a frugal lifestyle because of how passionate I was about getting out of debt. And at the time, it felt like legitimate suffering. Like, okay, goodbye 80, 75 to 80% of my paycheck that I worked so hard for and felt emotionally drained from earning. But here you go, loan companies, go ahead, take it. Thanks, bye. That sucked. But it it really taught me how to live low key and how to, um, and that it's not the end of the world to live low key. And that in fact, it can be quite rewarding. And I've tried to adopt that even while working a full-time job, making more than I probably have. Well, a little, it's on the higher end of what I've ever made in my life. The highest I earned was in Chicago, obviously, cause it's Chicago. Um, actually it was in Northbrook. So it's a North suburb of Chicago. So that says even more, but this isn't too far from that. And what I do is like, I honestly, I don't know if people think I'm like a social weirdo or something or whatever, because I don't go out to eat. I, I try to avoid going out like for drinks just to go out for drinks because one, I don't even like drinking. And two, the fucking drinks are expensive. Like $10, $10 for some poison for real. Like I'd rather have a sandwich. 
Honestly, I'd rather have a sandwich. And guess what? My hands are not broken. I can make a sandwich at home for less than $10. I just, I don't know. I've really like taken a lot of time to nail down my priorities, nail down my values, and they don't really align with the norm here in America. They don't align with it because it's the norm to go out with your coworkers after work. It's the norm to like spend a bunch of money during the holidays. It's the norm to do all this stuff. And I just don't care enough to do it. <laughs> I, I prefer, I place a high value on my financial freedom and I, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's worth it to me. And there are other ways to socialize, but like I said, those, those ways don't really align with traditional American culture. And like most people don't want to go wrestle. Most people don't want to like have an art party. Like they're too, they're too mature for that. I don't color anymore. I'm too mature. I have a full-time job. I don't know. I told you guys this podcast is going to be ranty. Thanks for listening though. I hope that maybe if you connect with some of those things and you felt frustrated in those types of areas or had similar thinking that you at least feel like you're not alone. Um, cause sometimes I feel like I'm alone in this kind of thinking just, you know, cause we live in America and most of Americans are living that American lifestyle and they're fucking eating it up and loving it. But I'm not, I don't love it. I don't want to eat it anymore. So anywho, wishing you the best again. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to my rants. Most importantly, that didn't have much to do with healthy lifestyle and, um, but I kind of did. For, I think for me, living frugally and simply has really made a huge impact on my mental health and really helped me to put my values into alignment and into order. Hannah, she's saying hi. And I think it's helped a lot in reaching some financial goals that I thought I would never, ever be able to get to. Like, oh man, if you could have seen what my brain looked like when I had all that debt, I just thought life itself was impossible and I should just die. Like it was terrible. And I feel for anybody who is in student debt right now, like hang in there. I tell you, just hang in there, pay up as much as you comfortably can live with family. If you have to pull some fucking strings and get out of debt as fast as possible. I wish you the best. And until I talk to you again, take very, very good care of yourself. I say good day.